Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Sierra Smith. She's with the Fairfax County Health Department, WIC Breastfeeding Peer Counselor. That's a big, long title. We'll dissect that and try to figure it out, all that. But it's a timely topic because World Breastfeeding Week is August 1st through 7th. We're actually recording the podcast during that time frame. But if you're listening after August 1st through 7th, the information is timeless. So uh, it'd be good information to uh, to know anytime. But uh, Sierra, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thank all you. Right. Kind of conversation. So that's what we're going to have, a conversation about the, the WIC program and also breastfeeding a little bit, talk about that. So first of all, let's learn a little bit about you, Sierra Smith with the Fairfax County Health Department. Tell us a little something about you, how long you've been with the Fairfax County Health Department, how'd you get there, why are you there, that kind of thing. Sure. So um, I've worked for the Fairfax County Health Department for close to five years, working in the Women, Infant, and Children program as a breastfeeding peer counselor. And uh, during the majority of that time, I've been a breastfeeding peer counselor, working primarily with uh, maternity participants, during their prenatal months, um, in addition to, you know, post-birth and working with them with infants. Um, And it's a really passionate subject for me. In 2009, I became a mother for the first time. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, several years later, I'm a mom of three. Oh, wow. And I fully recognize the importance of reaching out to mothers and families in our community and supporting them during one of the most important times of their lives and the lives of their children. Right. I was going to ask you what a, what a peer counselor was, what that, what that means, what do you do kind of thing. Sure. Um, so within the Women, Infant, and Children program, um, this program specifically is uh, grant-funded and managed through the Food Nutrition Service a division of the United States Department of Agriculture. And the mission of this program is to support low-income families with nutrition education, nutritious food benefits, and referrals to healthcare and other local programs. Mm. Specifically, my scope focuses on mothers um, and their babies and infants. Mm. Um, and being that this program is uh, specifically about improving the lives of mothers during during these really important prenatal months and also infants and improving their health. Uh, my goal is to advocate for breastfeeding because hmm. breastfeeding is in you know widely undisputed the most nutritious way to feed you know, babies. Um, however, you know, it's not just that simple for most for most mothers. And so uh, my goal is to be a support person for for moms making mm-hmm. that decision. Mm, okay. So uh, being a mom of three, it sounds like it's a passionate topic. But how, how did you how did you get to this journey? I mean, how did you how did you get to the health department to to, to, be, to be in this program and have this opportunity, I guess. Sure. Um, so uh, like a lot of other mothers for the first time, I went through my own personal challenges of 
making the decision of whether or not to breastfeed. And then mm. to make that decision is completely and entirely separate from actually going through the motions of learning how to breastfeed because it is a learned skill. Uh, and, you know, uh, for I'm sure anyone listening is uh, at least connected or has been a part of that journey for someone. And it can be incredibly challenging for mothers to be able to circumnavigate this world of not only being a new mother, but also learning how to breastfeed and, and learning how to do all of these completely new mm -hmm. things with a new baby who's also learning how to develop these skills. So I, you know, went through that process personally, and uh, I, I've had personal challenges. Uh, but then I also know what it's like to have a fantastic breastfeeding journey. And so going through my own personal life experiences, it was important for me to reach out to other mothers. And I found the WIC program was the perfect platform for me to do that. Mm. So uh, that's when I joined the Women, Infant, and Children program in Fairfax County and um, currently working through achieving that mission right. and working with moms in my community. All right. Uh, WIC, Women, Infant, and Children, I mean, it's a great segue, lead in. Kind of, Can you give us an overview or kind of a, explain what WIC is and, and what the purpose of the program is? Sure, absolutely. So the mission of the Women, Infant, and Children program is to improve the lives of low-income families, specifically through nutrition education, uh, uh, supplemental foods, so supplemental nutritious foods, and also healthcare referrals and referrals to local county programs. Um, the purpose of doing so is, you know, when we look at statistically the difference between, uh, you know, socioeconomic demographics of people in the communities across the country, we find that families that um, are of low income, you know, status, they, they're, uh, the health disparity is quite large. Mm. There are larger rates of infant mortality, uh, also preterm labor, um, and then also the overall health. Um, obesity rates are much higher in um, children that uh, come from low income families. And so the purpose of this program is to change that. Mm -hmm. And we do that through nutrition education. So every participant in the WIC program has access to a variety of nutritious topics. Uh, every appointment or almost every appointment or at least once or twice a year, they get the opportunity to speak one-on-one -on -one with a uh, nutritionist and speak mm -hmm. specifically to uh, what happens in their home and how they can improve the lives of uh, their children and themselves through what they eat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Fairfax County is one of the, and I've got the air quotes going on here, one of the richest counties in the nation, uh, normally always in the top three, four, five of the what highest median income right. come. But there is a tremendous need with low-income families? There absolutely is. Um, you know, I guess when you speak to the tremendous wealth and prosperity that happens in our county, there is always uh, a more disadvantaged population. And uh, that that population is significant within Fairfax County. Um, of course, there are pockets in certain areas, but uh, we keep ourselves very busy mm -hmm. <laughs> and our uh, participation rates are, are consistent and there is quite the need for this program in our community. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'm assuming that the WIC program um, is income-based or income eligibility-based? Absolutely. Um, so we do uh, the qualifications for becoming a per participant in the Women, Infant, and Ch 
uh, children program is dependent on financial eligibility. Also, they can qualify through uh, already being a participant of several other social programs like Medicaid or being a participant of free or reduced school lunch. Uh, So there are other ways to qualify for the program, but Mm. largely we base eligibility based off of the participants' financials. Okay. Um, Any other requirements, stipulations, other than income base, or is that predominantly it? It is also important that the participants have a nutritional risk. And so Mm. uh, that's why when we initially meet with someone interested in becoming a participant in the program, we do speak to them about, you know, the the specifics of their diet. Um, We do anthropometric screenings. So we do weight and height. I was going to say you're going to have to explain that one to me. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, you know, we... So let's say we have a, a mother who's pregnant that comes into the program. What we will do is we will take her weight and height. We'll also do, you know, a tiny finger prick, which is uh, screening for iron levels. Mm. Um, and so the the purpose there is to see, you know, health health-wise how this person is progressing, especially with children. It's important that we're monitoring their health throughout you know, every year of their life up until the age of five when they circulate out of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in doing so, hoping to to make an impact on their health. Right. So the, the nutrition is the, I guess, the main angle or the main main purpose of the program. Absolutely. I mean, we do also, we're largely a referral. Uh, we have referral responsibilities to other local programs. So uh, there are a lot of clients that come, or a lot of participants that come into the program and we, they receive benefits of the of the program, but also we have a tremendous platform to shine a spotlight on other county programs and other programs that they, you know, are also eligible for. So mm. we find ourselves also in a position right. to improve their lives through referrals to other programs. Gotcha. Okay. We're on the county conversation talking with Sierra Smith of the health department. She's with the uh, Women, Infant, and Children Breastfeeding Peer Counselor title, if I get that correct. And uh, we're having her on the county conversation uh, today uh, during World Breastfeeding Week, which is August 1st through 7th, 2017. But again, as we mentioned in the intro, if you're listening after this week, don't worry, the information is still timely and and good information to have 52 weeks out of the year. But let's kind of transition a little bit to breastfeeding because you talked about it early on as uh, maybe paraphrasing, not getting it right, but the, the best way to get nutritious meal to, to the infant is, is breastfeeding? Absolutely. Okay. And I was kind of surprised when you were talking about, uh, and maybe I shouldn't be, being a male, <laughs> I haven't breastfed, but there's things to learn. It's not just something kind of natural that happens that you kind of figure out or there's proper proper ways and steps and stuff like that? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I like to liken the ability to learn how to breastfeed to learning how to ride a bike. So although mm. you're born and you develop the ability to, you know, pump your legs up and down or steer with your hands, that process has to be learned. Um, and so the same goes with mother and infant. So, you know, a, a part of that ability to be able to successfully breastfeed, um, an important factor in that is having the right information. So, you know, how to how to navigate that process when you're in the hospital, what happens when you go home, how frequently should an infant nurse, um, and then how to do that mm. um, is a process that has to be learned. And so part of my position within this program 
is working one-on-one -on -one with moms um, to educate them on how to do that and how to do it successfully. Mm. And then in, in addition to that, um, you know, helping them help their infants because mm. infants, you know, are born with certain um, specific you know, instincts, um, natural instincts. Mm. So the in instinct to root um, for the breast, um, the in the instinct to, you know, suck and swallow and things like that. But it's kind of like putting all of these pieces together mm. in order to successfully do that. And okay. I think, you know, for a lot of new mothers, um, e even those mothers that spend a lot of time researching and educating themselves, as a lot of first-time parents do, it be it's kind of like one, one thing to learn how to do certain things and it's another thing to put that into practice sure. uh, and so within my role not only do i educate mothers within those first month uh, those months before they breastfeed their infant after birth but also uh, technical support so after they've delivered um, and they're going through challenges it's also my role to support them and, and help them navigate that and i was going to ask that question as you were talking when do you get involved with these with these moms is it you know pre-birth is it after birth is it throughout and you know kind of or you know depends on when they they come into the program I guess as well right our our goal is to develop a relationship with these mothers from the very first time they enter the doors of one of our clinics uh, because the truth is you know for a lot of first-time mothers it's kind of a sensitive subject um, and so you know initially and so it's about you know breaking down barriers really getting to know each other understanding goals too because mm. you know although my goal is, you know, to advocate for breastfeeding uh, and, and to be that spokesperson within the program, o oftentimes mothers have their own goals. Um, and so it's, you know, my ability to educate and inform um, and support that's important too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I work with them when they first come into the program during prenatal months. Uh, and then subsequently after birth, uh, we, you know, mothers, you know, may or may not encounter challenges. And so I work with them one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. after they deliver. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's, you mentioned counseling, there's education, there's support from the uh, trained professionals, uh, also uh, the ability to receive uh, pumps and breast pads and those type of things as well? Mm -hmm. We do uh, offer referrals to programs that provide that as a part of their coverage. Um, gotcha. So for instance, uh, mothers that are WIC participants, but they're also, uh, they also have Medicaid, uh, depending on their coverage, they might also be able to receive pumps and supplies through their coverage there, or if they're if they have private insurance, that's also something that's wrapped into their coverage. Then for mothers who are have babies in the um, NICU unit um, that require immediate assistance and hospital grade pumps, we do offer those as well. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a couple of times you're an advocate for breastfeeding, um, and. There's one question that I, I, I have to ask, and it, it's kind of a, a touchy one, I think. Um, it seems like every once in a while there's a, a big brouhaha and conversation in the public about, you know, a, a mom breastfeeding in public. And it seems like there's no middle ground. People are either totally supportive and don't understand why anybody would have an issue, and then there's some people that find it offensive, I guess is the right word. Um, any thoughts on that? Any education along that line or anything? Absolutely. So this is kind of one of the reasons why, you know, I, I feel very fortunate to be here during World Breastfeeding Week. I think World Breastfeeding Week offers a platform for other advocates like myself, nonprofit organizations, and uh, lactivists or lactation <laughs> activists, as we call ourselves, okay. um, to speak on the importance of supporting mothers while they're breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. 
um, as, as you mentioned, I mean, it's very common in to hear in the news, you know, such and such mom was at such and such restaurant and was shooed out of the restaurant, you know, because she decided to breastfeed her infant or was in a retail store and asked to leave. And the truth is, is that, you know, breastfeeding and supporting breastfeeding in our communities, regardless of whether or not you have a child or regardless, you know, of, of whether or not, you know, that's your a choice that you have to make, um, is important because, you know, the work that I do uh, is specifically to improve the lives of the people in our community. And who doesn't want a community that is healthier um, and happier? And breastfeeding is an integral part of that, especially for infants. Um, You know, the best way to ensure a healthy person in our community is to advocate for breastfeeding for infants in their first few days and and months and years of life. Mm. So if we create an environment where mothers feel like they are being judged and not supported um, and their federal rights aren't protected, then we are doing a disservice to our community. Mm. Um, And again, that's whether or not you have a child yourself um, or or, you know, have to make that decision. It's right. important for all of us to come together and support mothers in their natural human rights to mm-hmm. breastfeed their child. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned federal rights. Are, are there certain federal rights, state rights, mm-hmm. laws, those type of things that, that protect women? Absolutely. Um, the right to breastfeed in public is federally protected, as is the right to pump at work. Um, wow. So uh, a lot of mothers come to me, you know, a few months after they've started to breastfeed their child, talking about how they're concerned about uh, being able to pump at work or having having that ability. And so they, you know, disparagingly, you know, are concerned about having to start formula. And the truth is their right to pump at work is protected. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we think about it, oh. the infant knows nothing. Right. <laughs> the infant has, has no idea. They're just hungry. Yeah, they're just hungry. They just want to nurse. And, you know, for, for someone who maybe, you know, doesn't have experience in this realm and, you know, they kind of look at these circumstances and they're like, well, I don't really get it. Um, the truth is, is that, you know, as a mom with experience, I can tell you that baby wants to eat when baby wants to eat. And there's really no way around it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's important for us to to support, you know, our mothers and our community so that they, they recognize that they have this right, but then also they feel supported so that other mothers in the future, you know, mm-hmm. when they make that decision to breastfeed, they don't have to worry about going out in public and the the need to breastfeed their child. Um, you know, the truth is, is that, you know, our, you know, nationally, this this culture of not supporting breastfeeding mothers or, you know, all of this, it, it's quite unique to the, to the United States. Uh, abroad, mm. you know, breastfeeding is such a normal thing. Formula mm. is not as readily available. It's far more expensive. Um, so breastfeeding is far more normal in many other countries. Okay. Um, in fact, the, um, the global weaning age for, for breastfed infants is four years. So babies in other countries will breastfeed until they're four years old. Wow. Um, you don't see that here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a, a little unique to the United States. And so I think it's about time that we get on board to, mm-hmm. you know, a mother's natural right to breastfeed. Right. Well, I've also, uh, I think, seen stories and heard where, you know, some companies set aside a, a room for, for moms that can, you know, pump or do things like that at, at work. So, you know, businesses can, I was going to say accommodations, but it's not really an accommodation and maybe it's a, a benefit, if you will. 
Absolutely. And I can tell you just like from, you know, a business perspective, you're going to have far more patrons to your business. I mean, there there's nothing but an upside to supporting the breastfeeding mother, uh, you know, by providing a space for them to breastfeed there. You know, I, you know, from my own personal experience, I can tell you if I knew there was a comfortable place to breastfeed uh, and, you know, I that's the first place I would go right. um, because, you know, it just makes life a whole lot easier. Right. And, you know, looking back on it now, now that my children are older, I'm kind of like, well, you know, that was, you know, such a long time ago. Right. But it, it makes a difference in the moment. You know, for a lot of these sure. mothers, you know, they might be breastfeeding for six months, a year, two years. But at the time, it's it's very important. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I want to remind you that uh, August 1st through 7th of 2017 is World Breastfeeding Week, and we're actually recording this podcast and publishing it during that time. But if you're listening after the 7th of August, no worries. This information is still applicable, timely, and and good information being uh, provided by Sierra. If folks have more questions, uh, need more information, is there some place like online they can go to learn learn more about the maybe the WIC program or breastfeeding or anything from, from Fairfax County, for instance? Absolutely. I would direct you to fairfaxcounty.gov. Um, you can search under the health department link um, and find our program listed there. Uh, we work out of a variety of different clinic sites located across the county. Mm-hmm. So there is a clinic site that's close to you if you're interested in applying for the program, okay. and uh, I would seek out that information online. Okay. All right. Final thought. Turn it over to you before we wrap it up. Anything I haven't asked or any final final word you would like to say about breastfeeding, the WIC program, or anything anything that you're involved with? Absolutely. Um, if breastfeeding, you know, is an important topic to you, I strongly, you know, advise and recommend that you look up a lot of the interesting activities and events going on for World Breastfeeding Week. Um, Our clinics are also doing lots of activities to support breastfeeding mothers and participants Mm -hmm. in the program. But, you know, everyone out there has a voice. You know, if you're uh, a a person in our community, which is everyone listening, um, you have, you know, the right and responsibility to speak out if this is something that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. So uh, look up information online and, um, you know, let us know what you think. Go from there. Sounds good. Fairfaxcounty.gov slash HD is the direct link to the health department. And as Sierra said, you can go there to fairfaxcounty.gov slash HD and learn more about everything the health department has going on, but also uh, uh, the, the WIC program, the World, Breast, uh, World uh, Breastfeeding, uh, as well as the clinics and the clinic locations and the clinic hours. Uh, make an appointment with your local clinic and get more inf- information and get involved there. So, Sierra, thank you for, uh, for being with us. Excellent information. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Again, Sierra Smith with Fairfax County Health Department with us on the County Conversation. I want to thank you for joining and being a part of the conversation. And if you need to get more county news and events, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you could call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. We Days between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.